You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 171 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we discuss how to make the world a better place for horses. Critter of the show is the Golden Retriever. In Critter Nutrition, an Australian Shepherd shares his holiday tips. And in Coffee Clutch, we ask, what is the most unexpected Christmas present you've ever received? Join us. Tigger. And I'm Patty. And I'm Coach Jen. Welcome to the circus, everybody. It's Healthy Critters Radio. We stop by here twice a month and chit chat about all things healthy and critter. And those critters include humans, dogs, cats, chickens, llamas, horses, etc. <laughs> Don't forget guinea pigs. And guinea pigs. Do you, have you, You've had guinea pigs, haven't you, Tigger? Never. Never. How about you, Patty? I, oh, absolutely. You've had pig- now tig- Tigger. You've never had guinea pigs. Do, would you like to ever have guinea pigs? Yes. There we go. You can make it happen <laughs> easily. I, I want a guinea that. pig that that speaks like Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, that might be a little harder to do. That that'll be a challenge. <laughs> I know. That'll be a challenge. So this is the part of the show at the beginning. Every time we get together, we <laughs> chit chat about some random topic or catch up on what. Each of us has been doing for the past month. And all too often, Tigger and Patty come completely unprepared with anything to chat about. So I get to pick topic. <laughs> so we throw it to Coach Jen. They throw it at me. And personally, they're my favorites because I get to torture Patty and Tigger. <laughs> you though. Yeah. Well, this topic was inspired by the fact that Glenn, my lovely husband and founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I and our two horses, Tigger or Tigger, <laughs> Nigel, and, uh, yeah, there you go. Nigel and Scooter went on a little road trip and went to an overnight competition last weekend. So we got to put all of our horse trailer skills and horse trailer equipment to the test. So I'm thinking about horse trailers a lot right now. So I'm going to quiz Tigger and Patty about horse trailers. Horse trailers can be a very divisive topic, as we are about to see. Tigger, uh-huh. straight load or slant? They're the only two answers available. Slant. Patty, straight load or slant? Huh, straight. There we go. Question two. Tigger, step up or ramp? Ramp. Patty? Ramp. Oh, interesting. Tigger, tie in the horse trailer or not? Tie. Patty? Tie. Mm. Tigger, lots of bedding in the horse trailer or no bedding in the horse trailer? Lots of bedding. Patty? I minimal, oh. at, like in between. Okay. <laughs> in between. I, I knew she I'm had to fudge a- on one of them. I just knew it. <laughs> I'm not answering that one. <laughs> <laughs> Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Next question. Oh, yeah. Windows with screens or windows without? Tigger? With screens. With screens. Patty? With screens. Final question. Tigger, 
fly masks in the horse trailer or not? Hmm. I, I've never shipped with fly masks, so I would say not. Not. Patty? If I can elaborate later, I'm going to say not. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the one fudge. That's all you get. <laughs> say not then. Say not. Now, Tigger, you emphatically chose slant load horse trailer. Have you used both styles? Yes. And you, you definitely prefer the slant? Yes. Yeah. How about you, Patty? Have you used both styles? I have. And I used to, I currently have a straight load, but I, I like for them to really be able to see out. So mine has lots of windows that they can see out and it's very, very roomy. It's a two plus one. But I will tell you, I do know that horses probably prefer the slant. I just find that for the size horses I have to have, it's really hard to get a slant load that would work. Yeah. Nigel has two stalls in order to fit. Oh. Yeah. Because we have a three-horse slant. So Scooter gets one stall and Nigel gets two. And he's only 16-1. He's not a giant horse, but he's one of those horses that he, he won't ride confined. You know how some horses, they'll, they'll literally squish themselves into the space and they're going, thumbs up. I'm good with that. Yeah. And other yeah. horses, yeah. no, I don't think so. <laughs> Yes, yeah. he has, he has yeah. to fly first class. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. So the other one I thought was interesting is you see more and more people who haul their horses with fly masks on their faces, which I think is a relatively new yeah. phenomena. Yeah. Have you ever, have you, either of you ever done that? No, I've done, I've done, I have not put a fly mask on my horse, but I have a, a ton of clients that trailer to me every week like four times a week sometimes five times a week and a lot of them do put fly masks on because they're worried about dust or particles or whatever and i can't and to me since i guess i just always worry about how much they can see um Mm -hmm. but if you have screens in the trailer you shouldn't have to worry exactly yeah you know yeah that's interesting ours this is the first time i've ever owned a slant load trailer and on the head side of the trailer it has the kind of windows that you grab the top of the window and it has hinges on the bottom so the whole thing folds down and then it has has the little bars across so they can't stick their head out thank you very much but when you do that there's no screen it's just the bars oh Um, interesting mine was a sliding my windows slid and there were screens Yeah. yeah see on the butt side they have screens in their slideys but on the horse, on the nose side, they don't put the screens on there because if the window is down, they'll just push their muzzle through the screen and, and tear it. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of trailers now, though, that have that kind of a window like I have, but it's a completely open hole with just bars like a stall would have. You can get the the pieces of, it's what's the stuff called? Not Kevlar. But it, it's the stuff that the Kensington rugs are made out of so that you can you can put it over the window and it works just like a screen would do but yeah i think if my horse was to to stick his luckily the only thing that'll fit out the hole is his nose he can't he won't put his head down low enough to get his eyeballs there yeah when i look in the rearview mirror i see his nose sticking out like a like a dog (laughs) oh he just likes the wind to blow in his nostrils yeah oh that's cute (laughs) it's cute well i know he's upright when that's happening Yes. (laughs) Well, that was very that was very interesting. If you have strong opinions about whether straight loads or slant loads are better, or whether you love a step up or a ramp, or whether your horse loves a step up or ramp, tell us about it. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Health Recruiters Radio and hit the like and follow button on the Facebook page and let us.
So we are now at Roundtable, and our discussion today is how do we make the world a better place for horses? And if you're wondering why we're talking about this, because this time of year, I'm always looking to make my charitable donations, blah, blah, blah. And I was looking at thebrook.org which is dedicated to raising money for working horses and donkeys around the world. And what really caught my eye was the story about the vet's experience, how hard it is to get medicine when a horse that they're treating is attacked by a hyena. Yeek! Oh, wow. So... It made me think, gosh, you know, how do we make the world a a better Mm. place for horses? And not just the ones that do the work that, you know, a a working horse in a third country does or a donkey does. But overall, how can we make things better for horses? And the first thing that I thought of was environmental. Mm. You know, can we stop using so many pesticides can we reduce the amount of herbicides can we just like go back to grass seed that is grass Mm. that isn't made for cows and that is multi-strained grass you know some fescue some orchard grass you know a variety so that's that's where i would start and plant lots of trees. Hmm. That's all you have to say? <laughs> no. Well, you know what I what I thought of? I thought one of the ways we can make the world better for us is, is get more people to listen to Healthy Critters Radio. <laughs> oh, right? that's good. Oh, yeah. I just say uh-huh. that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you've got a point. It's to make the better pl- the place, the world better for horses, you're also making it better for the cows and the parrots and the humans and the monkeys and the mm-hmm. fish and the ants right yeah i think just continuing to inspire people to step outside the perhaps norm and have a lawn that has more than one species of grass in it to inspire people to try those kinds of things because i was watching a t the there's a tv series on I don't remember what streaming service it is called Ghosts. And it's fun and it's cute. But the episode that we watched yesterday, one of the characters, the ghost characters, is a hippie who died when she was attacked by a bear. And it, it was a very funny backstory. It's not sad at all. But the crux of the storyline in that episode was how to inspire people towards a goal rather than berate them towards a goal right because one of one of the other ghosts decided that he wanted to get on the bandwagon and help the environment like his ghost friend the hippie did but he went at it from Mm. a very different point of view and she explained to him how you know we the goal is not to to beat people down with it and make them do it the idea is to show them and inspire them and do it that way. And I think maybe to do that, don't take the negative, don't take the low road 
when these things need to happen because you're not changing anybody's mind. Just right. Mm. Yeah. I I think that the in many ways the natural world is showing us that it's suffering and it's part of the big picture of climate change. <gasps> oh, it's Jurassic Park. You can't contain nature. She <laughs> loves chaos and you were trying to bottle her up and the harder we try the harder she's going to come out see right yeah yeah well we have to work we have to work with her and i think we have to recognize the signs of imbalances yeah and i think that's a huge point because i think so many people just you know i think about tigger when we were younger and you know and we were just like oh my gosh there's stuff that's gonna like we're gonna put on the horses that are gonna make the flies go away and we were happy that the Horses weren't being irritated by the yes. flies, right? And yes. making it easy for us. But, you know, when you, and I think this is the, the wisdom comes with age or some, sometimes it does. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, everything, okay, yes, there are things that can make it bad. Like if a horse stomps too much, they can end up hurting themselves or breaking up their feet or, you know, whatever. But, you know, all of these things are things that are supposed to happen in nature for reasons that we may not even completely understand, you know. But I just think about so much of what we try to do is, I think, tons and tons and tons comes from the right mindset trying to make it easier. But it's it's easier for the moment, not thinking about the long term. The long term. Is is easier better. Easier is, sometimes easier is better. Sometimes it's not. We have to think carefully about that balance Mm -hmm. is is easier better now is easier better in the long run because you're right the the great example is is fly repellent that we put on our horses every day several times a day Mm -hmm. many times yeah that's there's a lot of chemicals flying around on us our horses and our water buckets on the hay on the grass are there better ways to keep our horses from suffering from the ill effects of insect bites and insect irritation because they do bite they do irritate they can spread disease so okay it makes sense to help keep some keep those guys off but are toxic chemicals the best way all the time Hmm, think that through because especially nowadays there are so many options that you can yes for all all aspects of horse management that you can find that are much more friendly to mother earth not always Mm -hmm. easier for the human so, no, right, sometimes right. harder for the human. Sometimes harder for the more human. expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. more time consuming. Doesn't last as long. Whatever, whatever the you know variety mm-hmm. of reasons are, mm-hmm. and they're all valid. They're all very valid. But we have to start looking at the long game. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, yeah. I guess because I hear all day long, every single day. Horses with immune issues. It's unbelievable the reactions that the horse's immune system is kicking up. And there's obviously there's lots of different reasons. Not, they're not all the same. But the fact that we even have to address the immune system in an otherwise healthy horse, it really, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, whoa, what what are we doing? Yeah. And it is very hard to make those decisions because you're right, the the extra work involved, especially if you're somebody who has to take care of a large number of horses, Yep. or if you only have a few, but you also have a full-time job and a family, 
Yes. So that whole baby steps concepts, are there a few little things that you can do that you can incorporate? Well, they count. Yes. Worm wasn't built in a day. Absolutely. Right. So making it better for horses everywhere is find your own baby steps and take them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I want to bring up something I thought of that was very inspiring to me. There's a, a very prominent jumper barn. And I, I have the utmost respect for their program, their training, their care. But what really made me put them at the very top of my list of horse people I admire was they had this very they have this very talented jumper but he just he was incredibly quirky and they had every vet i was in there several times trying to figure out the diet angle and the vets were trying to figure out all these other things but there was nothing really physically wrong with him but he was just out of whack and again incredibly talented and they did something so out of the box. They went, okay, you can live out. Now, this is a mm-hmm. Grand Prix jumper. Hmm. That horse suddenly was 100% fine. There you go. That's fascinating. I just read an article about a champion steeplechaser. Something senator, senior senator is his name. I'm trying to get hold of the trainers. We can have him on one of the shows. Quirky. Didn't do, didn't race well, hard to work with, went through the, the, the ranks at the lower tracks through the flaming races. And this guy ends up with him and they made him into a timber horse and he did okay. But the trick was they had to figure out what made him happy and he Mm -hmm. lives out. Yep. He lives out in a paddock. Yep. This particular one likes a paddock by himself. I think there are a lot of this one. Yeah, see a lot. I think there are a lot of competition horses out there. If they had the opportunity to give it a try, would thrive on the right type of outdoor living. Yeah, because some horses want outdoor living with friends. Some horses want outdoor Mm -hmm. living with neighbors. Some horses want outdoor living with nobody. But if they had, if more of them had the opportunity. Oh, this one has a mini. Oh, got a mini me. Yeah, he has a mini. Yeah. There we go. Um, Yeah, there you go. I, 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 for our, our listeners, if you're interested in helping the, you know, the, the, the third world country horses and donkeys, please go to the brook.org and read their stories and They're how they amazing. get help. It's, amazing. it's, and you, and you know, we don't, we don't talk about what these horses and donkeys do in countries where they are needed for plowing, for, transportation for moving supplies for a lot of things for living yes and very their very existence exactly depends on those equids yes exactly yeah if they don't have if they don't have an equid to go get water guess what the family dies of dehydration yeah yes yeah and these these animals need support from veterinary services and meds And and education and education yeah. and Brooke sends volunteers in to help. Yep. And teach people how to make their donkeys and horses' lives easier yep. and better. Yep. So thebrook.org. 
great, great outfit. Just, I've met a number of people who work with them and they are just fab. So yeah, they are. Yep. There you go. And speaking of just fab, time to talk to Hedwig. Dun, 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 dun. The world's only podcasting Pomeranian. Hi, Hetty. Hetty. Hello. There she is. You have to unmute me, you big jokes. <laughs> Poor Hetty. It's so rude. It's well, rude. we we were preparing is- ourselves for you. Yeah. But you can't so, act like I'm late and then not let me talk. Rude, rude, rude. Well, Hetty, well, can I ask you a question? Yes. What would make, how could the world, how can we make the world a better place for dogs? Oh, I have a list. Are you writing things down? Or? <laughs> we will be. Yeah. Get a pencil. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and some paper because you would forget that, I think. <laughs> yes. You have a pencil and paper? I do. And, a, okay. and an eraser in case I get it wrong. You well, yes, good assumption. <laughs> so here's the thing. The first thing is to realize there are too many people. So do you know the word decimates? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so yes. to decimate is a Latin term from the days of the Roman military. It is to eliminate one out of ten. Let's start there. Eliminate one out of ten. Then line up the next ten and eliminate one out of ten. Do this, oh, a hundred thousand times. Secondly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we need more bacon which means we need more pigs. And I'm kind of annoyed that people are using pigs for organs. I don't want my pigs to be given to people for heart valves anymore. And I certainly don't want Mm. to see the realization of Margaret Atwood's pigoons. So let's just realize pigs should be free until I kill them and eat them. Okay. I personally will do the killing and the eating. No need for the rest of you. Okay. Point the third. There is a distinct lack of dog treats available at dog height. That should be remedied immediately. (laughs) The treats should be stored on the ground. Mm. You can put them in boxes. I can open boxes. That's no issue. So should there should the treats be at various levels for various size dogs, or should there be a standardized level? I believe that every dog can reach the floor. Let's start there. Okay. Floor. But then, see, cats can reach that, too. They don't want my foods. All right. And they can have one or two. I don't care. Oh, okay. Cats one are fine. I like cats. See, that's going to make the better place a better place for everybody that when you share a little bit. Yeah, except yeah. eggs. Except it won't be pigs. a good world for pigs. No. Well, I can't eat that many. 
I'm a small dog. So the world will be a better place for most of the pigs, but not all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just point, I just want to take a moment. You know, you people Uh read Charlotte's Web early on and it just ruined you for bacon. Which is fine with me because then I can eat the bacon. I don't like spiders either. It's fine. Charlotte and her web, gone to me. Literary nightmare. <laughs> well, scary. Yeah, yeah there we go. Well, thank you, Hedwig, for well, the wonderful pointers and tips on and advice to make the place, the world a better place for dogs. And we won't speak to you for a few weeks now. So, and we're going to be heading into the holidays. So please do uh, make a point of making it a great holiday for your fur family. And I'm not going to ask you to make it a great holiday for your human servant because that's probably not on your wish list, is it? She can have a nice time as long as I have a beautiful set of presents. There we go. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Bye-bye, Hedwig. Oh, Bye, Hedwig. Happy holidays. So we are at Critter of the Show portion of our program, and this evening we are doing the Golden Retriever. Dun, dun, dun. Have you ever owned a Golden Retriever, Patty? I have not. It's the one dog that I haven't that uh, I will tell you. See, I that's about. the thing. I thought you had at least one of everything. I did too. And it's the reason I was I decided to to do the golden retriever is one of my daughter's very best friends is just the most wonderful conscientious breeder in Scottsville, Virginia, and she's getting married this weekend or next weekend. And I thought I'm doing the golden retriever. And and the funny thing was is I thought to myself I don't know if Tigger's ever had one because <laughs> Tigger and I have had most of one of everything. So, but I have not. Well, tell us about so, the have, golden retriever. Well, so golden retrievers are incredibly adorable. I have many friends that have them. They are an exuberant Scottish gun dog. Did not know that. And they're one of America's most popular dog breeds, which I think everybody does know. They have many talents from hunting to field work to actually search and rescue, which I think is quite neat. The females, size-wise, can get to anywhere from 21 to 21 inches at the withers. Males, 23 to 24 inches. And they can weigh, females can weigh up to 65 pounds, 55 to 65 pounds, and males can get anywhere from 65 to 75 pounds. They consider them a medium-sized dog, but I know so many of them have quite large ones, so I'm going to prefer them to being large. But their life expectancy can be between 10 and 12 years, which is is nice because they are a bigger dog. They have a beautiful golden color um, with a stunning broad head and just sweet, intelligent eyes. Their personality is easily explained is joyful. I have never met one that just doesn't wake up thinking that the glass is half full. And I love that. They're very outgoing and trustworthy and super eager to please for the whole family. They are relatively easy to train, but they do have a lot of energy. So it's important to have a job for them because they really maintain sort of a puppy type personality through most of their adulthood until they get quite older. So it's something to think about. So pros and cons about them. And this is one of the biggest, most important questions. Do they shed? Yes, they shed a lot. I actually think, and I I don't know, but I'm going to have to ask. I actually think they may shed more than our Australian shepherds, which is a lot. So it's going to mean you have to do weekly grooming. Because they shed all the time. Aussies kind of shed 
you know, twice. Oh, that's a interesting. Year. Okay. Okay. That, that's an interesting point. Cause I, cause I mean, obviously we have to brush our Aussies, but these guys apparently it's like one of the biggest, and when you say cons, that's, you know, something you can deal with. These are excellent family dogs and they're good for the whole family. And what I mean by that is they don't just pick one person. Like our Australian shepherds tend to have their one person. That's their person. They love the whole family, but you know, most golden retrievers, just everybody in the family is equally the good person. So they're smart and friendly and very peaceful and easy to house train. My friend Jerry has probably the most beautiful one I've ever seen in my life. And he's quite large, but she actually trained him. And I know many people can do this, but I just thought this was fascinating, but she trained him as a really young puppy. I'm going to say he was 15 weeks old, probably even a little younger. She had a little like sleigh bells on her door or bells on her doors and taught him to go over to the door and nudge it when he wanted to go out. I thought it was brilliant. So anyway, very, very smart. They have a a decent lifespan for a big dog, which I said earlier. And the other wonderful thing that they have is they get along with all other animals. So they're good with other dogs. They're good with cats. So they're a good family dog if you just don't want to have one animal in your in your life. So some of the other things to seriously consider, I'm, I'm not going to call this a con, but they do need exercise. So therefore they need space and a job. So you have to make sure that you keep them active and busy. They are not a good watchdog. They have never met a stranger. So keep that in mind. They can be a little bit more prone to separation anxiety. Again, going back to the training part of it. So if you train them to have a job and equip them well enough, that's something I think that could probably be dealt with. So keeping that in mind that they are trainable and they're smart dogs, I think that there would probably be a wonderful asset to anybody's family, but you just have to remember that they do have a lot of energy and they do shed. And if you can deal with that stuff, it sounds like it could be a perfect family pet. They are great dogs. They have such great temperaments. They're great at keeping the kids entertained. Give them a ball, give them a golden retriever, keep them busy for hours. (laughs) And golden retrievers don't seem to mind if you crawl all over them or they're part of the gym. Yeah. Their tolerance is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a good first dog breed. You know, somebody Mm -hmm. who's never had a dog. They're a great one to start with. And there's a friend of mine does this. There's some golden retriever rescues out there. And Mm -hmm. she is in the habit of adopting the adults. So you'll have an adult dog that has to be returned because a child comes into the family who is allergic or a family member becomes incapacitated and they can no longer have a pet and things like that. And if you want to try a golden retriever, but are not quite ready to dive into puppyhood, which hello, a puppy is a puppy is a puppy. Yeah. Consider adopting an adult. It can be a, it can be a real shortcut to having a loving golden in your home without having to go through those chewing phases. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they really are They're I mean, they're definitely good, good. They can, they're trainable puppies, but they're still, they're big and you know, they, 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 they like to play. (laughs) <laughs> but that's a great option. That's a very good option. And they have a very soft mouth like labs do. You know? Oh, God, they have the best mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But there are teeth in there. So, hello, it's still yes. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a dog. Because some, some people don't understand yeah. what soft mouth means. They think that, yeah. that means the dog won't bite. Well, that just means the dog is has been bred to pick up things and not crunch into them. Thus, when they retrieve right. a dead duck from the water, the yeah. dead duck does not mm-hmm. come back. Duck tartar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the duck comes back still intact, so that 
they have that capability and it is it is it should be at the fore when the these dogs are bred so that's what soft yeah. mouth means that does not mean the dog will never bite that does not mean the dog will not teethe on your couch when it's four months old so be aware <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, it just means it's not going to kill your ducks it's, it's not, yes. that's it won't kill but your ducks say, like, your ducks are good Now we're at Critter Nutrition, and today Buckaroo is going to do this, give the lecture, as you will, if you will. And this is his holiday behavior tips for horses, humans, and dogs. My name is Buckaroo, and I'm a nine-year-old Australian shepherd and connoisseur of food, treats, and my human's peanut butter jar. I am a schmoozer with the ability to get humans to do what I want, hence... I'm frequently called Mr. Schmoo or Schmoony due to my engaging personality, but I digress. My top tips for horses, humans, and dogs for the holiday season come from my many years of experience gaining insight as to appropriate behavior and decorum during this festive time. I have taken the liberty of including insights from my fellow pack members as well. Dear Horses, Please do not get stressy, colicky, or go off your feed. This will cause the human to go into a complete meltdown of panic and worry on top of the holiday pressures. I will then be forced to be the emotional support animal, and I'd much prefer to gnaw on a chew bone or take a nap. Number two, try not to get a hoof abscess, strain a suspensory ligament, or wound yourself in a way that requires a vet and stitches. Wait until after the new year. Number three, Don't kick the human, bite the human, step on the human's foot, or buck the human off during the holidays. You have plenty of time for that in 2023. Dear humans, be sure to leave platters of food on the edge of the counter for ease of canine counter surfing. Pushing plates and platters to the back of the counter makes it hard for Eden, our counter surfing Australian shepherd expert, to get the food to us. Come on, it's holiday time for us too. Number two. Lift the embargo of no feeding food to dogs under the table. Isn't Christmas the time of giving? Number three, please tell your guests that giving the dogs a few morsels off the cheese or d'oeuvre plate is not a crime. And we canines promise to be polite by not mistakenly grabbing a guest's finger. Number four, if you don't want dogs like Crockett and Keen to mark the Christmas tree, keep it outside, okay? Otherwise, it's not their fault. They are intact males. That tree is an important canine message board. After all, our paws are not highly functional on keyboards. Number five, make sure you have plenty of toddlers around to feed us Christmas cookies when no adult is looking. Toddlers are the perfect height for Aussies to grab a free cookie snack out of the toddler's hand or just clean up the crumbs. I am especially adept at washing a toddler's face with my tongue, just to be helpful, of course. Dear dogs, please refrain from toxic foods. Don't eat chocolate, don't lap up the eggnog or anything containing alcohol, and do not, under any circumstances, pay attention to what the cat tells you to eat. Try not to start vomiting on the newly cleaned rugs or emitting foul-smelling diarrhea in the kitchen. This is not the time to have a health crisis that requires going to the emergency vet. Number two. 
Avoid isolation and bath time. Don't roll in a dead animal carcass or fresh manure when guests are arriving, or you may find yourself barricaded from the activities, or worse, given an immediate bath. Three, don't get coal in your stocking. Please restrain yourself from sock eating, garbage diving, manure consumption, kitty litter box cleaning, zoomies during Christmas parties, and opening gifts that aren't yours. And finally, enjoy the holiday. Because treats and belly rubs await you. <laughs> mm. Oh, excellent advice. Excellent. Yes. Thank you, Buckaroo. <laughs> Thank you, Buckaroo. <laughs> real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why BioStar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. BioStar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The BioStar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BioStarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BioStarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. And our topic is the most unexpected Christmas present you've ever received. And I have two stories on this one. And the first one is a personal story in that when I was a senior in college, I had to have exploratory surgery December of my senior year, right before Christmas. And while I was in the hospital, my parents were on their way to visit me after the surgery, and my father mistakenly ran over my dog. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was a six-month-old Samoyed puppy. Oh. So I, they wouldn't, and of course, they didn't tell me because they wanted me out of the hospital before they told me. So they told me as I, as they brought me into the house, (laughs) oh, by the way, it was maybe, maybe a week before Christmas. And so, you know, after you've been in the hospital, you know, you kind of want to be in your room and da, 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 da. And, and about 930 that night, my mother comes down, she said, you have to come up here. You have to come up here. And so I went up to the living room and this couple had arrived with a Samoyed puppy with a big oh. red bow. Oh, and yes. And that was my big surprise, unexpected Christmas present. That's a good present. That was a really good present. And a good present. Yeah. But the the funny family story of Christmas is my mother's sister, my aunt, Anne, she, her second marriage, she had two children and she married a guy whose wife had committed suicide and he had three children. 
and they married. And of course, now they have a big family of five kids, right? And this couple, Anne and Andy, God, you can't make this up, (laughs) were crazy in love with each other. I I mean, they called each other love and, and their house was kind of like, always sort of hectic, but in a great kid way. And Mm -hmm. so she wanted a mink coat for Christmas. My aunt Anne campaigned hard on, on uncle Andy and her mother and father to get Andy to get her this coat. And she had it all picked out and da, 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 da. And and he kept dropping hints like it's a big box. And well, she was just, you know, beside herself. She couldn't wait. So Christmas morning, she goes and gets the box out from under the tree. It's a sewing machine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Instant that's divorce. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's horrible. That's horrible. She didn't speak that's- to him the entire day. Oh, wow. Wow, appliances never a good gift for the for the mission. Never. No. 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 So, I was just thinking about that. And have you guys had unexpected Christmas presents? Oh my gosh, that's funny. Jen, you go first. I I like I, my one story is so stupid, but it made me so happy. <laughs> but maybe it's just not, it's not very interesting. So Jen, what do you tell me your story? Yeah, I really had to think hard about this and an unexpected Christmas gift is I actually got a horse for Christmas one year. Oh, every horse girl's dream, right? Yes. And what made it unexpected is not that I got a horse for Christmas one year, but that I got a horse for Christmas from my brand new boyfriend one year oh whoa yes the first christmas that glenn and i were together (laughs) i don't think i don't think we were i don't even think we were living together at that point or maybe very newly so i went out horse hunting one day and i came back and i said oh i really liked that one and talked about it and that was the end of that because I didn't have two pennies to rub together at that point in my life. And I believe it was the next day and it was a weekend. And he said, well, well, why don't we just go get that horse? Well, I don't have the money to buy that horse. Well, I can buy it for you for Christmas. And that was it. He was sold. I was going to keep him forever. Not the horse, but the human. (laughs) That's a very good story. That's a great story. He bought me a horse for Christmas. There we go. That's a keeper. That's that's keeper. (laughs) Yeah, I think I keep it. I keep it. So my story is not nearly that good, but it made me super happy. Every now, every couple of years, Peter just goes ridiculous for me with Christmas. And I don't always know why or what inspires him this year. I'm telling you, it's going to be a bad year. I already know it. But we were in Florida. I just know it. I, and I have to prepare myself. Like he'll go overboard and then he'll forget it's my birthday. Like he's just funny though. Like 30, 34 years of marriage. Okay. I'm just telling you, it's not that big of a deal, but one year, and this is so dumb because for many reasons, but I had, I don't know, Tigger, if you remember my red Jeep, I loved that Jeep. It was a four door yep. Jeep. I thought that 
coolest thing in the world. But we lived in Michigan for part of the year, and I get cold very easily. So going to Florida to me was a big thing. And we had made an agreement with my kids that we were going to stay through Christmas, which I very quickly, I think like September 5th, I was like, why are we doing this? Because I think it was already <laughs> And Peter for Christmas bought me a car starter that I could start from my living room. <laughs> and that was the best, best present ever. And then of course it ended up being like a natural thing that you get in your cars now, but you know, it wasn't a horse, but I'll tell you, it, it could have been, and I was going to keep him for that. Because <laughs> That's awesome. Because he was so going out and starting my car. And like, literally, this was for me to just walk from my house or drive from my house to the barn, which was on the same property. And by the way, the barn and the indoor were heated. <laughs> I never stayed <clears throat> that late after the car heater or not. <laughs> That's funny. Well, if you've had unusual, interesting, fun, surprising holiday gifts from any of your significant family members, friends, strangers for that matter. We want to hear about it. Head mm-hmm. on over to Facebook. Just type in at the top, Healthy Critters Radio, and the Facebook page will pop up. Join the fun over there on the Facebook page and tell us about it because we want to know. Yes, we do. We do. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 